It is Monday, October 15th at one o'clock Eastern time, and this is Admissions Live. I'm your host, Adam Castro, and on today's live broadcast, we'll be talking about a very timely topic, it being open house season and all, best practices, and maximizing yield with your campus visit program. I am joined today by Raymond Blakely, Director of Admissions at Georgia College, and Sue Joy Roy, CEO of Visit Days, to talk about their partnership and the results that they're experiencing together. Admissions Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Be part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by tweeting us using hashtag Higher Ed Live. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com or take Higher Ed Live with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. Visit Days is the campus visit automation platform that brings a world-class experience to every prospective undergraduate and graduate student. Visit Days integrates with colleges and universities as a standalone and with their current CRMs to create automated communication plans and gather critical student data to increase the total number of students who show up for campus visit programs and enroll. We believe that automated communication, mobile technologies, and data are vital for colleges and universities. What drives visit days is understanding how prospective students and their families interact with the campus visit program, which starts at the time of scheduling to the end of their visit. All right, I am super excited about today's episode. Uh, having just had our October open house here at Mercy College, uh, it is very timely how we can really leverage uh, the students that visit all the way through the process. Um, and recently I've had some pain points uh, in my professional life in terms of our ability to uh, take information from our website, uh, get, get it on a, a, an event roster and leverage that. And so I think today's discussion is going to bring a lot of solid strategies to light that are gonna help us do just that. I wanna remind everybody out there that you can ask questions for our guests by uh, tweeting at hashtag higheredlive and I'll do my best to answer those and get them to the appropriate person uh, as we go here today. But let's jump right in. I have two amazing guests and I wanna give them a chance to introduce uh, themselves. So Raymond, I wanna start with you. Uh, please give us a little bit of background about your professional experience and what brought you here today. Well, absolutely. First of all, let me just say thanks for providing this opportunity to share ideas. I enjoy working, um, doing this work and I consider college admissions and enrollment management to be more uh, of a calling than just a career. So I've performed just about every task in the admissions office, currently serving as director of admissions at Georgia College and State University. And in fact, I've even served as a financial aid counselor for first year students. Uh, but in my time, I've been able to work alongside some real uh, giants in our work and uh, on both sides of the desk. And, um, and right now I get to work at this wonderful place, Georgia College and State University, which is kind of Georgia's best kept secret well, was Georgia's best kept secret, but not uh, as much anymore as the secret is getting out, being a competitive public liberal arts uh, uh, university. I am, and one of the giants that I'm been able to work with here um, is uh, someone that I think is a, both a colleague and a friend, and that's Sue Joy, uh, who's uh, gonna be introducing himself. Thank you, Raymond, I appreciate it. Um, my name is Sue Joy Roy. I founded Visit Days uh, approximately almost a little bit over five years ago. Uh, the, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit about Visit Days a little bit later, but my professional background has been, uh, prior to Visit Days, I was in management consulting. Um, saw a big need uh, for a platform like Visit Days um, and brought it to market, which we'll get, well, I, I can talk about a little bit later. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I get the privilege to work with uh, great people like Raymond uh, in the industry. And really what my goal and my vision and sort of my dream is, uh, is to bring visit, uh, bring enrollment management into the next generation, bring technology uh, that has not existed in the past into the into the future, um, and uh, play a small contributing part in that. Um, so thank you for that introduction, uh, Raymond. Uh, I'll get it back to Adam. Yeah, so absolutely. So I mean, one of the things that we love to talk about here on Higher Ed Live is, you know, these platforms, products, and strategies that can differentiate institutions. And I think that's what we're going to talk a lot about today is, how do you make sure you're putting yourself in a position where you have a competitive advantage by leveraging the technology out there um, in, in the industry? So Raymond, I wanna start with you and, and really talk about 
you know, kind of the, the thought process that went into your partnership with Visit Days? What were those kind of key factors that led to the decision uh, to launch the platform? Sure thing. So um, I was I was first um, connected with the tool when I was in Texas, but I never was able to pull the trigger for a number of reasons. Um, I think we had my first call with was with Sue Joy when I was in Texas. I don't know if he even remembers that or not. Um, I do. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, but then I landed here and we had an effective but antiquated way of getting students registered for visits and that visit process registration process. But it required a lot of work, a lot of extra work, um, running reports by date range. I remember uploading CSV files. Um, there were challenges for things as, as small as students wanting to reschedule uh, or cancel. Um, and we had an unusually low show rate. I think our show rate was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 67%. I just wasn't happy with just counting on 67% of students showing up to any event. Um, so we looked at a number of tools um, and, and keep in mind, you know, we had a great campus visit program. And so, you know, when any of our peers would tell us, um, you know, when they came to visit campus, I'm like, man, you guys got a beautiful campus. You do a great program. We also got a lot of data back from some of the surveys that we've that we were putting out. Well, we had a great program when people got here, but the the uh, log jam, if you would, was the registration process. And it didn't really reflect the same level of excellence uh, that they would have experienced when they got to campus. And so we wanted the data integration into our CRM. Uh, we wanted um, we want to be able to leverage our communication uh, uh, with the campus visits. We want to be able to leverage that. Um, and I'll give you a, a great example. You guys know that uh, here in Georgia, we just recently um, we just recently had a hurricane, uh, Hurricane Michael uh, came through. And uh, you talk about the need to leverage communication quickly because we didn't know that Michael was coming weeks ago, but we had folks registering for campus tours. And so um, this tool and uh, allowed us to very quickly get in there and um, not only send communications out, uh, but we also could you know, uh, make uh, note of those records in our CRM almost seamlessly. So, you know, we looked at all these different options when we were looking at um, uh, finding a tool. We wanted that seamless process. We wanted to be as close to plug and play as possible. And, um, but nothing we saw delivered what we could, uh, what I would call the full meal deal is what we found in visit days. I'm gonna speak for some of our attendees that, are, that listened to what you just said and, and said, you weren't happy with the 60 to 70% show rate and I'm fighting for the people that are, would kill for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I completely get it. And, um, and so, you know, I, I think the perfect example is we know Georgia, you know, they don't handle their weather very well down there. I still remember the YouTube clip of that, you know, one inch of ice that paralyzed the paralyzed Atlanta for a couple of days. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, that's well taken. Um, and so, I mean, I think what you were looking for, um, and even some of the challenges you had are, are pretty much across the board at, at every college and university, we're having those discussions. And so, you know, I think those that are bold to take the next step are the ones that are going to are going to uh, really uh, benefit here. Sujoy, I want to pull it over to you because, you know, you mentioned it before, but, you know, you saw kind of a space in the market and brought visit days to the industry. So talk a little bit about your decision making process there. And, and how you identified kind of this gap in service. Absolutely, so it gives you an indicator of how our clients think of us when they're not happy with 60 to 70% of show up rate, you know? So once they, once they experience visit days, they know, they know what it's possible. And uh, I think that's the testament to, uh, I think the tool, but also the testament to our customers that, that try new things. Uh, but to sort of rewind five years back, uh, you know, I see a, Visits, visit days, I think, is a uh, a tool, right? Like anything else, it's just a tool. Uh, and the tool is as effective as its operator. So our tool is as effective as the directors and VPs and campus visit coordinators that use visit days and how effectively they use it. Uh, but the need for visit days, I think, if we really peel back the onion and the larger theme that I would like to get across is that, you know, visits, I believe, are a currency 
just like applications are a currency. In, in enrollment management, uh, over the last maybe 20 years, there's been a huge emphasis on applications. Driving more applications, if you're at the top of the funnel, will whittle down and you will make your class. That's been sort of the general theme. And my five, six years ago, approximately, I basically was, uh, you know, uh, it was kind of serendipitous how I got into building VisiDays. But the big observation that really got the light bulb going in my head was I was watching a trend of institutions that had tremendous amount of application flow, whether it was because of the common app or whether it was because of marketing firms that they were using to drive applications or just their general profile was increasing. Uh, but the yield of those institutions was not necessarily changing. And, and that's when I realized that the market had shifted significantly. The volume of students going to college was declining in the United States. Uh, however, students were applying to way more schools, you know, 10 years ago, I'm sorry, now than they were applying 10, 15 years ago in, in a multitude. And it was just, you know, astronomical increase. So how do you cut through the noise, right? And what I found was that this visit, this component of this physical interaction, um, it was discussed throughout enrollment management. People all knew about the higher education saying, hey, if you get a student to visit, their chances of enrolling just gets more significant. But what was strange to me was that even though everyone talked about it, if you look at a typical enrollment management you know, funnel, the visits are never in there. You know, Visits are happening throughout the funnel and they're so important, yet they never even make it into the chart. They never even make it into an image. And I found that to be quite alarming. Like if they were so important, why wasn't there an emphasis on it, right? And what I realized is that visit goes throughout the entire funnel from top of the funnel where students might first time they ever see you is on the visit all the way down to admitted student day, all the way down to you know first day of school. So this visit component was across the funnel, yet no one was really zoned in on it. No one was focused on it. And what I found was generally when we looked at the, the, the CRMs, whether you were using Slate, whether you were using Salesforce or campus management or whatever CRM or no CRM for a lot of institutions, or Talisma, whatever it was, whenever I looked at the solution, what I found was that regardless of the CRM, the CRMs were great at managing data. They were great at managing you know, throughput of data. But what about the physical interactions that comprise the entire experience? And Visit Days really saw an opportunity where we wanted to dedicate an entire company and an entire tool set that focused on that core management of people because that was where everything was made. That was where the decision was being made from the student's perspective. And a lot of it was being made from the institution's perspective because there was clarity as to really who was interested in the institution. So really looking at, in my opinion, the decline on the value of just an application by itself and seeing the increase in the value and the, the currency of visits, I sort of looked at it, sort of stepped away from it and said, I think over time applications, I mean, they're valuable, you need them, you need people to apply to your school, but the value that we placed on it over the last 10 years is gonna decline. The visit is gonna increase because that's where we're gonna be zoning, zoning in on true intent and true interest uh, in prospective students. And, uh, and I think enrollment managers have a lot on their plate and if we can whittle down the students that are actually interested and focus on them, I think everyone wins. The student wins as well as the administrators. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I love what you said with the visits are our currency. You know, I, I think in when we when we talk about, you know, how do we weight student interest? Um, the campus visit is and probably forever will be, you know, at the top of that. And 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 I love the idea of adding, you know, campus visits to the funnel. I mean, I think it, it's it, it. And you're right. I mean, you know, we're dealing with lower yields. We're dealing with, you know, we're we're trying to combat. You know the, the the shift in demographics, the shift in the amount of students graduating high school. With well, we just need application generation. Well, what application generation does is it produces more soft applications, and so being able to sift through those makes it makes admission council jobs even harder um, because it, it becomes more difficult for them to find the students that are truly interested in the institution. So obviously, pushing them to visit and having them complete that visit um, is a huge part of that. So Raymond, I want to come back to you and talk a little bit more about Georgia College sure. and what you're doing uh, on the campus visit front. How has your program kind of evolved as these things that Sujoy pointed out have kind of hit our industry? Sure, it's interesting. Yeah, so visits have evolved here tremendously. Uh, during our tenure with visit days, we also completed the renovation of a new welcome center. And prior to this, we used space in our library and had to coordinate with the entire campus for usage. 
Um, so it was kind of like a uh, the marriage of, of, of both great worlds in that, you know, here we are, we have this new tool, but we didn't have the space. Then we later got the space to use with this tool. Um, and so um, visit days in the new Welcome Center have been a gem for us together. They've encouraged us to kind of think outside of the box as it relates to the normal campus visit. So typically, you know, most campuses will do like an information session. And then after that session, you'll go on a tour of campus. And we offer that. Um, we, uh, we do a, a 10 and a 2 o'clock on Mondays and Fridays. We do a 10 o'clock every day except for Sundays. Um, but what we've started to do is think outside of the box and offer more personalized visits. Um, so uh, with a few of our campus uh, partners, uh, for instance, we, um, we've got a, uh, we, we brought in financial aid. So if an admitted student wanted to go and visit with financial aid, they can register for a visit with the financial aid office using visit days. Um, we have a very strong STEM focus. Again, a number of our students uh, that are looking at Georgia College are considering some of our STEM-based programs. And so we've got the chemistry and physics department that will sit down with prospective students at any point in the, in the funnel, fraternity and sorority life. Um, um, we also will, and I know this, this is probably something that most private schools do anyway, but we, but we also kind of gone back, uh, you, know, you know, how that pendulum swings. We actually will allow students to, to register to visit with an individual admission counselor using visit days. So we make ourselves available for those individual appointments. And so it's kind of taught us that, you know, again, having the new space, um, I don't want to say with unlimited access to the new space because there's still folks that want to come in and uh, schedule some of this space. Some of my folks on the higher ed side will, will, will understand where I'm coming from with that. But we do have this great new living room. Uh, but visit days has kind of helped us to kind of think out of the box. Uh, and when you think about a quality uh, campus experience, uh, campus visit experience, to me, I want a family to, um, I want them to walk that walk back to the car to be one, they've had all their questions answered. I can see myself here. All of my questions have been answered. Or this is a school that I'm going to write off completely. I mean, I, I get exactly what they're looking for. This isn't a good fit for me. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I know that now. There's no question that this is not the place for me. I really want both of those questions to be answered. And, and I think that, 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 is, that is just as helpful. Um, I, I probably will, was planning on talking a little bit later about analytics, but this may be a good opportunity as well to kind of bring that up because obviously analytics is, is our business, right? And so um, unlike my friend probably at Mer Mercy uh, College, uh, Mercer College, we, uh, we don't have an unlimited budget. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I know you, you probably don't. But, I, but I, would, I would say that, you know, the ability to, and, to, and this is all of our work, right? The ability to hone in on a specific group of students, a target group of students that have shown interest in some way or that are, have visited campus um, and to do it quickly without having to run reports and do that kind of thing, uh, to be able to do that, that is something that we really have found to be um, a bonus with visit days as well. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have an unlimited budget, but thank you for, for <laughs> you know, putting that in the universe. Excuse if I don't hit my numbers, I get it. Uh, um, so, I mean, let's talk a little bit about assessment. I mean, so sure. how do you assess whether it's year end or on an ongoing basis, how do you assess, uh, how successful your visit program, uh, is doing and then kind of in the same line, like, using that assessment, how have you kind of ditched those antiquated processes or those sacred cows that kind of live in higher education uh, and kind of made decisions uh, on a much more with much more of a data focus? Absolutely. So, so let me start with uh, the first question. Um, we we have done everything. So we've had uh, peers come and do our campus tour. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes competitors even come on our campus tour and we welcome that. Um, we've got a great partnership here in Georgia with a number of public and private institutions that will frequent this area and we'll do the same. So we get that feedback. 
Um, we survey our students and our parents as well. Um, and we try to act on some of the things. There's always some low hanging fruit, right? That you'll be able to glean uh, from, uh, from some of the feedback that you get. And we, uh, we, we really try to act on that. And then really, if you're serious about campus visits, you know, so there, there are firms out there that have been doing this for a very long time as well. And so we had the, um, the luxury of bringing a firm um, that is a well-known firm in the area of campus visits to campus. And they, they gave us a wonderful report. Now, here's one thing that we were kind of in the in-house kind of debating because we thought that our, um, we, we knew that our campus visit was just awesome, right? There was really nothing. They were going to say, you know, you guys do a great job. Um, but we really got lost in the registration process. Do you know what the one thing that they said was probably one of the better things was our registration process. And there's some tweaks that we can make on our, on our campus visit. So, so much for that. Um, uh, but we, but we still, I mean, again, we got good feedback, but there was also some things that we can improve upon, but we were expecting to hear, you know, we kind of got lost with registering or whatever, because you know, every now and then, you know how it is, you get one complaint and, or whatever it may be, and it gets exploded. They thought it was seamless. They said nothing about it. We need to improve our parking. Uh, probably one of the number one things that we got for our visitors. Um, but those are some of the things. And as it relates to sacred cows, um, let me be careful here because I know that, um, you know, we got folks listening and, you know, I know my visit program is is what's vital to my visit program may not be um, vital to yours or what I think I can get rid of. What I would consider to be a sacred cow may not be uh, for some of my colleagues. But a lot of the research tells us that Generation Z wants more options tailored directly to their interest. OK, so they're less interested in what I would call the cattle call. Right. Um, they want visit programs. Uh, that tell them what they want or need to know about your campus. Um, and given the age that they've grown up in, they have many different expectations, motivations, learning styles, characteristics, skill sets, uh, social concerns. And so while a lot of this speaks to what is offered, you know, like on a college campus after students enrolled, the campus visit uh, is also a part of it. And so to the extent that sacred cows get in the way of these students uh, getting the experience that they're looking for, then they need to be revisited. I mean, uh, this is what it is. You got to revisit that. You got to be constantly looking at an improvement. And so, for instance, if your campus visit, I'll, I'll just talk about this thing, you know, that we can't live without this cell phone. I mean, something as simple as do you have a mobile friendly campus visit process? Like, it's, is, it, is it going to allow students to get stuff done, which is what they like to do? with their phones? Is it going to uh, provide opportunities for them to respond to you? Maybe take a survey or, um, and one thing I like about visit days is, which probably, which probably helps, helps with my show rate, is that they're getting text messages, you know, reminding them of, you know, the visit and giving them an opportunity to, um, to, uh, to cancel if they want as well, which means that I don't expect them, which means that, you know, I can get another kid to register in their place. So, you know, I, I just think that we can't sometimes just need to get out of our own way. Um, you know, we've been doing this for so long. This is my 20th year in college admissions. And believe me, I do not want to be that guy that is, you know, saying, oh, well, we, you know, we don't need this, that, or the other, because those kids, they'll just come here and conform. You know, I'll be sitting up here by myself. <laughs> so I, I really, want that. what's that? You don't want that. I don't want that. Well, you know, I won't be sitting here. I'll be trying to, trying to work for one of you guys, probably. <laughs> but we, really, we really need to just get, get, get out of our own way and really can find avenues to be, you know, looking continuously. Improve, improving uh, not only the visit process, but the entire uh, enrollment and admissions process. I mean, what type of numbers are you working with currently with, with your visitation program? How many, in terms of turnstile, how many are you bringing in over a year, a month, however sure. you? Well, I can tell you for the year, we'll have about 22,000 visitors, 22,000 visitors for the year. Um, and that, and that uh, you talked about show rate and return on investment. Um, 
so we went from about 67% to about 84% on average is our show rate. Um, so we've been able to, and again, we've been able to offer more specialized visits. We've been able to make real time improvements, um, give coaching to our recruiters uh, because there's kind of a rating that we can kind of measure. Like for instance, if, um, you know, um, if we get a certain response from a specific recruiter, we can look at it over time and we can give some coaching to them about how they can improve. Even our ambassadors on the tour, uh, we can we can improve some of the things that they're um, that, that they're saying and some of the, the messages, because people are going to tell us what they want to hear. One thing that we recently looked at is uh, we were told that we that uh, parents and that students wanted more academic information. Now, you know, in admissions, we're always a little bit nervous to get too deep into it. We want to give this just quick gloss over of the academic programs. Um, but if someone wants to ask about research, um, specific research, research opportunity, or maybe the faculty um, expertise, we try to stay out of that as much as we can. Um, but we, we heard from them that they wanted more academic information. And so what we did is we went and we we put together a, a like a group of meetings with all of our departments and we came up with like a top 15. Now they're going to be reused time and time again. But again, that's just kind of the ability that we have when we get the uh, feedback from our surveys. We get that ability to say, OK, we can make that change. And, you know, things move pretty slow on college campuses, but we can't afford for it to move slow in an admissions office. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, um, so I want to go back to George. We talked about, you know, what it means to and the value of first source inquiries. Uh, and Raymond, I want to get back to you in terms of your numbers. But Sujo, we were talking about the impact test optional admissions and the growing trend in the field um, may impact our ability at the college level to purchase lead names in the future. It just may be a smaller pool. We're talking about smaller demographic shifts, uh, populations. We're talking about maybe fewer students taking the PSAT and the SAT in the future. Um, so it obviously raises the importance of organic leads. So talk to us a little bit about kind of where do you think that trend is going and, and how can colleges kind of mitigate that risk? Sure. Um, I think, you know, and I think Raymond will be the best person to talk about this specifically with the numbers at uh, at Georgia College itself and the shift that he's experienced it. So I'll let I'll let Raymond uh, get on this and probably re reattach a little bit more commentary after that. But I think in the general terms, I think what you're going to see is a huge shift in what the funnel really looks like. Students inquiry is not a thing that I think is going to continue as a, as a source. Of, of leads, right, where students are, you know, raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in the college by either, you know, going online and filling out a form or whatnot. In many ways, we've almost seen uh, the application process has become somewhat of a glorified lead gen form, in my opinion, right, because if you can apply to 10 to 15 schools within the hour or within two hours, um, that sort of gives you an idea of what, what, that, what that really looks like, right? So I, I personally believe that, you know, students and parents are far better researched before they even raise their hands, which is why a lot of institutions uh, fear that their first source of the student will ever be just the application itself. Because that means you just you, you really don't have a, a sense or a prediction on, you know, what is the total demand at the institution itself. Uh, but I think a precursor to the application is the visit number. I think that the first source of the visit is going to the first source where the visit becomes the first source, I should say, is going to astronomically rise because parents and students are going to research the institution of everything they need to know, at least empirically, way before they need to actually step on foot on campus. What that means is that when they do step on foot on campus and they become the first source of the, of the, of the, uh, of the entire enrollment process, that parent and student is going to be much further in the funnel it's just, it's a whole new funnel, to be honest. It's just a whole different paradigm. Uh, it's really hard to even compare it to what I think is a kind of a prehistoric look of the funnel itself. But it's just a whole different paradigm where the level of intent and interest is way higher upfront. And it is much more authentic, number one, much more, much more relevant because of, from a timely perspective, um, and much more uh, honestly valuable for the institution. 
Uh, because at the end of the day, if the students are coming to you and raising their hand in person, uh, if you're monitoring that, if you're increasing that by the show up rate and generating more demand overall, because if you just look at Raymond's number, a 20% increase in show up rate is an astronomical number in terms of foot traffic. If you're looking over 22,000 visitors, that's, you know, we're, we're talking about almost 4,000 additional visitors coming to campus. I mean, that is a, that is a visible difference. Um, but out of those 4,000, and I would love for Raymond to actually talk about this a little bit more, how many of them became first source, or not just out of those 4,000, but in general, out of all the visitors, how many of your visitors as a percentage are your first source of your leads? That I think is a number, and I know we have a lot of customers on this call right now and uh, that are watching this webinar, and a, I know uh, Mercy College is a now going to be onboarding with visit days. One of the big things that I hope all of our customers that are on this call especially the ones that are listening to Raymond right now, um, really look at is if you look at your visitor number, the one metric to really keep an eye on is how many of those percentage of those individuals that are visiting now became your first source. Because if that happens, what that will signify over time, which is something Adam, you sort of illustrated a little bit while ago, is that your sources are gonna change, right? So now in the future, 10 years from now, we just have seen this function of test optionality coming into the picture. What does that really mean? What that really means is that you're gonna have fewer sources to go to that will directly tell you which students to target directly, right? It's gonna be a much more of a black box where you're not, you're not sure where the interest of which students are actually interested in you till much later in the funnel. If what University of Chicago did, or even when we look at the grad programs that you know, Harvard Law School did, making starting to make tests more optional, less emphasis on tests itself, that means that the college board, that means that these programs where the leads are coming in, the lists are coming in where you're targeting right now from are gonna diminish and lower over time. So if you're tracking your visitor information now and you're doing that well before this, I think this tide is gonna change, this shift is already gonna take in place, you'll have the data sets to know what time of year and where the, where the students that are being the lead source, being the visit, are coming from now, you'll have a good data set. So as the shift occurs in the future, when you won't have as many names to buy from one because overall demographic information is shifting, the number of students just enrolling in college is going down, uh, potentially a lot of issues that we're seeing, you know, trade issues with China and in the United States will have an effect on enrollment. It will have a pronounced effect on enrollment in the future. Uh, and then the third aspect of it is that if test optionality kicks in, all of a sudden the total number of leads that even the college board or ACT or whatever, you know, whatever provider you use has starts just declining, um, that's gonna leave a big void. And so for me, and the big thing that I hope our customers as well as anyone that's listening on this presentation takes away from this presentation is that you gotta keep a real good count of your lead source when it comes to visits. And if that starts increasing over time, you've already seen a shift in your enrollment funnel. Uh, and Raymond, I think, um, Adam, I, I guess you, you might be DJing this, so, but I do think that it's worth listening to um, to the actual numbers that we, we're, we're starting to see. Yeah, I mean, I'll turn it over to you, Raymond. I think, you know, let's talk about how you're valuing these leads and how many are coming in as that first source through the Visit Days platform. Absolutely, um, and you got me with the, with the mute, my bad. <laughs> I, I think, um, first of all, let me just say something, I, and I should have said this earlier too. You know, when you asked about making that transition over to visit days and what led to do that, um, what led us to do that. So in the time that I've been in college admissions, I've worked with vendors, I've worked with uh, folks that are supposed to be here to help you. And um, one thing that I decided when I, when I got into my first director job, was that I was not gonna just be hiring people and, and I refuse to call them vendors, but I really need partners. And, and the partners are gonna be celebrating with you. They're gonna be commiserating with you. Um, and you know they also realize that if they're not delivering for you, they gotta go, right? And you would probably agree to that, right? Um, and I, and I, I just gotta say that this is a valuable relationship. And, and so now we got folks that are listening because I don't, I, I, I always try to, try to share in the glory. And so one of the things that I've, I will track first source um, and, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's valuable to try, to try to look at how 
things have, uh, have um, how they've come to fruition, even down to the level at which you're looking at the enrolled students. And I got to tell you that 412 students, and this is 412 out of 1364, 412 of my freshmen that are here in class right now, their first source was through visit days. That's remarkable to me. And so now what that tells me is that I've got a good number of folks. Now I do, I do have a pretty strategic search plan. Uh, don't, don't hate on me, Adam. I do. I know what I'm doing with search, but what it tells me is I'm capturing students that are actually on the website and they're just looking for an opportunity to visit. And so these kids would have probably shown up as a first source via an application and I wouldn't have had an opportunity to cultivate that relationship. But because of this tool, I'm actually able to cultivate the relationship. I'm not getting all the info, all the data points that you know that we would want, right? But I'm getting the necessary data points that we need to begin to cultivate a relationship with the student. And so 412 is not anything to, to shake a stick at. Now, my next source is also a very important source, and it is a test source, okay? Um, and it's not because students are sending their, their uh, test to us. It's because I'm going out buying their names, and it's 276. So from 412 to 276, that's something i got to pay attention to. I'm not ready to completely secede from name purchases. I'm not I'm not uh, trying to be out of out of business or working for one of you gentlemen just yet. But I will tell you that purchase names um, continue to account for about 25 to 30 percent of my class. OK, generally all together. So I was just re re reporting for one source. However, we, we need to diversify. We need to find ways to better capture leads of students who are browsing your website, who are just exploring social media. Um, so that uh, you can begin to cultivate a relationship with them. And when they apply, you don't have as much time to do that. And so that's why I really think a tool. And one of the things that I wish I would have done as it relates to visit days that no one will ever let me do at this institution, because we've got, when we all have, you know, different, um, and I'm not hating on Georgia College by any means, but I wish that visit, was on the front page of my website, just to be honest with you. But I, I that was not approved because there are kids that are going right to their front page website. Now, what I will say is that my university communication folks have made it uh, their business to make at least a visit link available on that front page because they know how important it is. But I want the whole Moby like right on that front page. And so if anybody has the ability to do that, please do that. You make it better numbers than me. <laughs> And, and I'll just toss in a little, uh, Raymond, I'll just toss in a little bit of a, a precursor. It, the magic number we've found is three clicks from a Google search. Yep. So if you're watching this presentation right now, something very simple to do is that, you know, if you, after this presentation, go on your, go on your phone, go on Google, type in your university name. That first click on Google needs to count. So that's the first click. If you can get to your visit, registration and book a visit on by a third click, you're in good shape. And if it takes any longer than that, if you're in fifth or sixth click in, um, from a digital mobile standpoint, you're, 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 the number of registrations is significantly declining for you right off the bat. Uh, you're, you're losing out on students right off the bat. So that's just something, you know, a little tidbit. Uh, but Raymond, one of the things, if, if I may ask a question, could you compare your what how does that compare in terms of acquisition costs or when you look at the maraud of the different sources you're looking at yeah i mean it is uh there's nothing to compare with the that 412 number so let's say for instance uh if i'm paying uh let's say on average about 43 cents a name and um and uh, if i were to pay per name for um you know, for each person that's registered for a campus visit, I couldn't afford you guys. So there you go. <laughs> it, it really, it helps tremendously. And, you know, and I, and, I, and I know that we're talking with visit days, but this, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a sales guy by any means, but I don't want, I don't want to come across that way. But, but if something works for me, I really like to speak to it. And 
even if it isn't visit days, some tool that allows you to accomplish exactly what he just said. And thankfully, we're we're within the three clicks, so that's that's helped. But I I want I want I want to make it two clicks, man, because I I I want to I want to get closer and closer. In fact, you're not even asking this question, but I'll tell you this as well. You know, I would like to see wherever a student is searching for Georgia College, I want them to be able to um, to register for a campus visit. And so, you know, I mean, if it's if it's uh, if they're looking at our our common app profile, if they're looking at our college board profile, it would be great. You talk about Google, Sue Joy. What if that that was that ability was right there at Google, like the Moby appeared in Google once they searched Georgia College and State University? I think that would be phenomenal. So you you, you got some work to do, my friend. <laughs> and and this, this is why I have customers like, I, I, how about this? I will promise you, I will promise you that, and, and I'll take a step back. I do believe that the acquisition funnel changes, right? So it, it does go into the research stage. So whichever provider, Raymond, you're working with, whether it's the Common App, because our Mobi can go to any website. It can, it can be on Common App, it could be on College Board, and we have an API that eventually, to be, this is a little bit of an early discussion, we've already started in discussions, talks with Google, to get to a point where search can be a position where similar to Open Table, when you're booking a reservation on Open Table to book a restaurant, uh, there's no reason, and Google lets you do it right on search, so you don't even have to click into Open Table or click into the restaurant's uh, profile. We want to get to that point. So we have already started working. Uh, on that effort. So if you do have any partners, any lead gen providers that you're working with, Raymond, I'm happy to happy to do a partnership with them so that you can get more students at the top of the funnel. Um, the one thing I will say, Raymond, and I think it's really important for people that are listening to this, is that you've got one of the things that, oh, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not at all suggesting that you don't buy lists and there's a whole art to lists and name buys. And that can make a big difference in your acquisition costs. I, I, I was not suggesting for even the slightest that that gets removed. But as you said, it, it, it's a question of diversification. One of the things I will say is that, you know, when you look at your marketing channels, when you look at your efforts on driving visits itself, that lead source of where that conversion is occurring is going to be very important. So I know, for example, Mercy College does a lot of efforts in doing a lot of publicity in terms of doing uh, and ads in terms of sub from like, you know, I live in New York City, I go and walk around New York City, there isn't a ad, uh, there's an ad on a lot of corners of Mercy College. Now the question then, or on Pandora or on a lot, and they do a fantastic job on getting that kind of awareness. Now what Visit Days wants to make sure and help you guys with is to be able to see what the sources are, whether it's print material, whether it's a commercial, whether it's a, a third party website like a college board or a common app, whatever the case may be, one of the big things that VisitDays is now driving in terms of innovation and what we're releasing this year is the ability to see sources. We want you to see what, what conversion occurred, not just on your website. So the website is one piece of it, but wherever the students may be, whether it's, you know, whether it is a TV commercial, uh, we have this functionality that allows students to text message a code to a specific four-digit number. And those can be tied to campaigns that you might be doing across your different mediums. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that you're already spending a lot of marketing dollars on a lot of different efforts and print is declining pretty rapidly. But even if it's print to whatever digital efforts from you know, link, LinkedIn, know, LinkedIn, if you're doing graduate programs, but definitely Facebook and Instagram, we want to know exactly which campaign, which ad drove that visit. Because we believe that if you optimize for the visit conversion, when it's not no longer about just getting students to apply and converting that application, because you got to also keep in mind that initial visit conversion, all it requires is that student to have enough knowledge of that school to then make a commitment to physically come on campus. And if they if they're in that stage, but they're doing research not on your university website, but wherever they might be, whether it's on a subway whether it's you know on a third-party website where they're doing their research, we want that conversion to come up as fast as possible. We want to convert that student right up front. We want to track it. And then we want to see how much dollars you spent, whether it is on a third-party website, whether wherever you're, you're spending the dollars, VisitDays wants to eventually now become that central tool that shows you your acquisition costs of the visitor 
from different mediums so that you can invest your, you know, and for you, Raymond, I know, you know, the budgets that you do get, you have to be opt, you have to really optimize for that, right? You have to optimize to really produce some big results, which to your credit, you have been able to do consistently. But that's where, you know, I see visit days, but also just visits becoming. I think it's going to be that conversion number and the area that I'm hoping hoping that visit days contributes to in this industry is tracking it, tracking exactly where the sources are coming from so that each administrator can be smart. One, I also think it's just more convenient for the students. So the student is on, let's say, a common app and they're applying to uh, GCSU. And if they're already applying, we can get them to schedule a visit right away. Boom, it just stops one extra step for that student. Uh, but again, the institution can say, okay, out of the thousand common app applications I got, these hundred of them actually came with a visit as well. All of a sudden, that common app application, I think, can start becoming more valuable. And visit days can be in a position to show you what that source was. I love that. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll make it happen. You, I, I mean, this is breaking news on Higher Ed Live. I love it. No, but that, that open table idea, even if it's a conceptual idea right now, I mean, that could be a complete game changer Absolutely. in this field. You know, to be on that one Google search and to have that ability. Uh, so, yeah, uh, sign me up for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're running out of time. So I want to make sure we talk, we've talked a lot about kind of pre-visit and what visit days can do, you know, to get you set up and get people to show up. But Sujoy, can you talk a little bit about kind of that game day experience? You know, we talked a little about the check-in process, but what can visit days do, you know, once you have somebody on your campus? So what visit days does, uh, I think there's a little echo, but oh yeah, I'm good. So there's two steps of visit days. The first step is what Raymond just talked about. We want to get people to show up, right? We want more registrations. We want more people to be registering, more people to be converting, and we want people to show up. That's bottom line. So if, and we want predictability in the show up rate, because you look at someone like uh, Raymond, who has a pretty large operation, with has a lot of tour guides, a lot of counselors, the predictability of knowing that if there's 20 students that are supposed to come in today, I'm 90% and above sure that that's going to be the number that's going to come in today allows you to prepare better. It allows you to save a lot of money on transportation, on food or whatever you might be offering and just makes the, I think the, the life of the counselors and the tour guides and the administrators is better, right? You just have a better life. You have a better work life. You know what you can predict and it, it's coming every day. So our big goal is to make more people show up but a more predictable number of people show up every single day. So that's step one. To your question, Adam, what are we doing at the post of the visit? This is my favorite part of visit days. It's the survey completion rate. I will venture out to say we're the best in the industry that has ever, has ever been in terms of completion of surveys with the level of accuracy that the surveys actually predict. So one thing is for surveys to just have a small population, you know, five to 10% of your visitors some of most institutions probably have two to 5% of visitors filling out a survey to begin with. Visit days has around 60 to 70%. And you can increase that population even higher depending on a few things if you do on campus, uh, which I can definitely get into. But what that survey is trying to do is what Raymond said. Raymond said that he wanted that decision of that parent to make a decision and that student on the walk to the car, whether they loved the institution and it was a great fit, or no, it's not for me. Visit days collects that data point at that very moment in time. So we collect the data before the student even leaves campus. So we have 60 to 70% of people responding. So we know what they are feeling at that moment in time. And we do it in a really simple way. So when a student starts a survey at visit days, it is around a 96 to 97% completion rate. So once they start it, 97 to almost 100% of people are completing the survey itself. But the questions that we're asking are all geared towards how did that visit influence your decision? And what is your decision? Like, you're already here. You just saw everything. You've already researched the institution. I, frankly, if whether you've applied or not applied, to me at that moment in time, makes a little bit of a, it makes a little bit of a difference. But I just want to know how you feel. Like, do you love it? Do you not like it? Do you, or do you, are you in the middle? Are you going to enroll? Are you not going to enroll? Are you not sure? Are you going to apply? Are you not going to apply? Or are you not sure? I want to know every single student's response because what that allows the institution to do is completely dig 
one step deeper into the visit that never existed. We were just happy that we got visitors in the first place. But now I want to say, well, let's dig one step deeper. Are these visitors happy? How happy are they? And how predictably, based on the responses, do they actually convert? So the big thing that visitors can bring to the table is one, we bring a customer success manager that literally does this analysis with you. So whether, regardless of what CRM you're using, what we want to start figuring out is that based on the predictability of the survey responses, are these students, if the students that are saying they're very likely to enroll, what percentage of them actually end up enrolling? And if you see any single study that we've done with any of our customers till to date, it's been over 90 to 95% convert. The ones that are in the middle, around 50%, which is what we expect, 40 to 50%. And the one that say not likely to enroll, they're 10% and below. So we usually run this through a one cycle with an institution so they have a benchmark of their own, but we can also give you some relative benchmarks across institutions that we work with. What this should do, and what I believe you know, in, enrollment managers can start gleaning from this kind of data, some institutions just look at our historical data and look at our institutions and can implement it from day one. Some institutions need a year worth of visitor data, visit days data specifically, enrollment, and compare to their enrollments to see their benchmark. But what it should do is allow you to cut down on the students that are not likely to enroll in your acceptance criteria. Right. It, it, at the end of the day, what I want to do is if the institution wants to be more selective but have a higher yield, the only way to really do that outside of your application volume is to start figuring out if you're not interested in the school, not for that student to be not chased after. If they've already decided by that walk to their car in the parking lot that, hey, this isn't for me, but then two weeks later they get an acceptance letter, that's one less student that didn't get the acceptance letter that was super interested in the institution. As long as they fit the academic bill, they should be the ones that the institution should go after. So my whole thing about what visitors can drive at the end of the day is this data set, this data set of student intent and interest when it's at its peak. And if you can do that, the hope is that you lower your admit rate because you're not admitting students that are just simply not interested. And that's okay because they've shown that they're just not interested. And you're improving your yield because hopefully you're accepting and chasing after the students that one visited, but two are telling you, hey, listen, this is my school. I love this school. This is this has been my dream to go to GCSU. And now you know that. And and that's what my hope is. My hope is that we reduce the anxieties of the students that are already pretty anxious about the college admissions process. They have a way to raise their hands and tell an institution how interested they actually are. And we have real data sets that have a high level of correlation for the institution that says at the end of every tour, I know which students are going to enroll and which ones are not. I want every VP of enrollment and director of admissions to have that kind of certainty. And if you have that, I think you can do a lot with it. Well, Sergio, I, I really think you need to step up your enthusiasm about this platform and this, and this process. <laughs> yeah, I, dedicate because my life. I just don't know if, if, if you're passionate enough about, about what's going on here. I, I, my wife, I, I just recently got married and my wife does tell me I have a little bit of a unhealthy obsession with visits, but, uh, but it's there. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Hey man, the, the, the industry needs you. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this has become clear, uh, to me today if I didn't already know that. Um, so Raymond, I want to, I want to finish up with you. I mean, I, Sudra put it so well, but you know, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what are you predicting? I mean, as a, director of admissions and, and someone that's got to manage a campus visitation program. I mean, what do you see on the horizon? You know, you talked about your wish list a little bit today, you know, getting on that front page of your .edu page. Uh, Sujoy is going to hook us up with, with, uh, with Google, um, you know, those two clicks, those type of things. But what, what else do you see kind of evolving over the next couple cycles that you think you need to be in front of? Well, you know, there's obviously going to be more more uh, competition and increased competition, and that's that's something that we're all going to have to prepare for, um, regardless as to where we are in the country. Um, but one of the things that I love to see more of is more options for students, more customization. Um, and you know, we didn't really get into much of it, but we tapped on it just a little bit. But one of the things that I've been reading a ton about lately is is AI, artificial intelligence, and um, how we can weave AI into what we do. Um, students have an expectation 
for it. Um, if you don't know what artificial intelligence is, you know, some of you have um, Alexa or a Siri that you kind of depend on to help you find a movie, help you uh, find a great place to eat that has five stars or above, great place to stay. Why can't you schedule a campus visit with Alexa or with your Google Assistant and that kind of stuff? So, you know, I, I think those are the things that these these um, I don't want to call them kids because that's not that's not right. That's not respectful. But these customers, these students are going to be looking for. So uh, I think that would be on a on a wish list as it relates to campus visits, particularly. But I just think as institutions, we need to. Um, and I guess this goes back to to me talking about this, this uh, book that I'm reading, Generation Z Goes to College, you know, finding ways for us to um, deliver to students what they're wanting um, from a college experience or from a uh, admissions enrollment experience, um, what they're wanting and not uh, forcing them to conform as much. And I know that they do need to learn from us. They are going to come here and and grow and change and learn more about what they what they want to do. Probably pursue majors that they didn't even know existed. But the reality is, getting them here is going to look a little different um, as we move forward. And I think you know one of the things that I that I that I'm, I'm a, that I know is my job as director of admissions. And anybody that wants to continue to work um, and be successful is you cannot. You cannot just rest on your laurels and the way that you've always done it is not going to be the way that it's been done in the future. And when I get to that point, then I need to lay it down and go to Hilton Head Island. <laughs> and I can already speak for Sujoy. He's already working on on that AI piece. I, can, I already saw, I saw it in his eyes. You know, Alexa is the next thing he's going to conquer. One, one step at a time. But, you know, if I can, I know we have, a, we have the last few words a lot. But I, I just think, you know, just keeping an open mind, I think that's the number one way of succeeding, right? Because I think the, the game is shifting, technology shifts faster than we've ever seen. It's been unprecedented in human history. It's just, just in the last 10 years, we've done more in technological advances than we did in the last 2000 years, you know? Um, so the, the reality of it is, is that college admissions is a small piece of this larger fabric of life and uh, visits is even a, you know, a smaller thread in that, in that piece. So, uh, you know, but what matters, I think, is the fact that this is one piece of the entire admissions process that makes it human. You're making the entire process, I think, yeah, you're making the entire process human. That's like, everyone complains, everyone has anxieties, everyone has a lot of issues when it comes to college admissions. And there's a lot of press about a lot of different things. But when those students and parents take the time to show up on their campus, they are trying to quell their anxieties. They're trying to be feel better about their decisions and feel good about the future that they're gonna they're gonna lead after they they either enroll in your institutions or don't. Um, and I think that if you're going to be in the business of the human business, technology is at the end of the day just a tool. It will you know visit days is I know institutions that Raymond you know you, you just utilize visit days really well. Uh, and then there are institutions that may or may not. The question becomes, these are all just tools at the end of the day. I think the work that admissions officers do, the fact that they make the admissions process human on campus and off campus, that's what where the magic is. No matter how many students visit these drove to GCSU, if they didn't have their things together and execute a really well-run campus, Raymond wouldn't have the numbers of, and he didn't even get into his enrollment numbers, but he wouldn't have the success that he did. Right. We could we could give him 10 more thousand students to come visit campus and he would love it. But I'm, I feel very confident that those students are going to convert and Raymond is going to break every record that is set in front of him. And that's that's the that's the hope. At the end of the day, I think, you know, this is a tool. I hope the tool is useful and I hope the tool we make it better and better and more effective over time. Uh, but at the end of the day, what you guys do on campus, what you guys do on the road, what you guys do with these students, that changes their lives. That gives them the right choice to make. and. Uh, and you know we're we're very proud to be a part of that journey. Well, that's a great place to finish up today's episode. Well said, uh, Raymond and Sujoy. This has been an absolute pleasure. I think uh, the audience got a ton out of it. I think there were some takeaways, uh, but I think just reiterating how important kind of the changing landscape in admissions as it relates to the campus visitation. 
process and program are things that people need to be having discussion on their campuses. And I think you did a lot today uh, to make sure that this gets to, into the next director's meeting for sure. Uh, I, I do want to thank Visit Days for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, and again, gentlemen, uh, I would love to continue this conversation in a future episode to see how things evolve at Georgia State uh, in the future. I know you're going to be doing big things, Raymond, over there. Uh, Till next month, this is Adam Castro signing off for Admissions Live. Take care, everybody.